from Melbourne and Minneapolis. This is for Christ's sake. Chapter 12, lunch was a delight. They finished two bottles of wine, and even after coffee, Carr felt a little high and very happy. They had discussed everything, and he had become increasingly astonished at her. At one point, he had playfully accused her of being too literal, and she had responded by quoting the grave digger scene from Hamlet, not just one speech, but the whole scene, taking on all three roles, twisting her face and changing her voice. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is uh, Hunter, and... I'm joined, as always, by my intrepid, intrepid fellow um, excavator, uh, Hugh. And uh, this is, for Christ's sake, a chapter-by-chapter, bi-weekly exploration of the works of Michael Crichton. And uh, today we uh, have a wonderful treat in the form of chapter 12 of the novel Scratch One, Crichton's second uh, ever published work written under the pseudonym uh, Jean Wange. And, uh, well, boy, do we have a, a good one for you today, right, Hugh? Is she to be buried in Christian burial when she willfully seeks her own salvation? I tell thee she is, therefore make her grave straight. The crowner hath sat on her and finds it Christian burial. How can that be, unless she drowned herself in her own defence? Why, it is found so. It must be, say, offendendo, it cannot be else. For here lies the point, if I drown myself wittingly, it argues an act, and an act hath three branches. It is to act, to do, to perform. Argal, she drowned herself wittingly. Nay, but hear ye, goddamn Delver, give me leave, here lies the water. Good, here stands the man, good. If the man go to this water and drown himself, it is, will the nil, he go, he goes. Mark you that by the water. <clears throat> and, and you wonder why this, this, these episodes get up to 30 minutes long. <laughs> I just wanted to give the, uh, the listeners a taste of uh, the performance that uh, the lovely Miss Anne had provided our hero, Mr. Carr. I'm sure she did it better than I did, and she didn't sort of sputter out halfway through and get sort of contorted amidst the syntax. But nonetheless, I think you get the picture. Would you have been charmed by that if she launched into that speech arbitrarily? Thanks for that, Hugh. Um, it was, you know what? It was a pleasure. All right, but I noticed that, you know what? Uh, there seems to be an empty space at Dorbley where two other uh, or four other co-hosts would be. That's because we are once again lacking our signature drinks and our signature snacks. Hopefully we will return to them next week. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about what we are reading today. Or have read already. Which is Scratch One. And uh, here, what happened in the previous chapter to this one? 
Uh, Carr met a girl, or rather re-met a girl he had bumped into on a prior occasion. Uh, she turned out to be a delightful Australian daughter of a diplomat. Yes. Who was approximately, what, 28? Was she 28, 27, 28, 28? She was 29, and Cara was 37. That's right. And uh, she has positively... Charmed the pants off our hero. Thank you. So the last chapter was mostly composed of uh, witty banter, which this chapter is also mostly composed of. Yeah. He's, so he's with... He's with Anne. Anne Chitterden. Um, they have a they have a nice lunch, and they've gone to an art gallery, and she's showing him around. Car's not much of a aficionado, no, but he's happy to be uh, taken along by Anne because he's so delighted by her. And then at some point in the chapter, he notices Brower and two henchmen, and he recognizes the two henchmen from um, the time that two people came to his door. And then was surprised to see him up and about. And then he starts to piece things together. He's like, ah, oh, the, the waiter who got poisoned, these two men, it's all, it's all coming together. This is not good that I'm seeing them in this art gallery. They've obviously been following me. They want to do something bad to me. I've got to get out of here. He grabs Anne by the hand. They go to the gift shop. They try and negotiate their way out of the uh, gallery. Mm. But Brower grabs him by the shoulder. Hmm. and gives him a mysterious package and says, this is from your friend, or our friend, a friend. Uh, I think your friend. Anyway, here's here's this package. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, I've got to get out of here. Puts the package in his pocket. He's a bit rattled. He drives off with Anne. Anne can see that he's a bit rattled. Hmm. He's like, what's what's up? What can I do? He's like, no, nothing. But let's have dinner tonight. Anyway, that's the chapter, right? No, no. I mean, it is. No, it's not. There's still more to go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. The bit <laughs> okay, sorry. Jesus Christ, man. Okay, Jesus before we Christ, get there, man. I'm glad you said that because before we, before we get to the... Uh, before we polish off this chapter entirely, I would like to point out the fact that uh, at some point during the uh, events that I've described... Uh, our author, John Large, a.k.a. Michael Crichton, deploys the phrase, oh, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't use his own name in <laughs> abbreviated form yeah, like yeah, we do. Because, uh, you know, he can't hold himself up as, no. as Jesus Christ. That wouldn't make any sense. But he writes, oh, for Christ's sake. And I highlighted that, and I wanted to highlight it for you and the listeners. Mm. I highlighted absolutely nothing in this chapter. I thought it was totally worthless. <laughs> so anyway, so they so he he drops off and somewhere or other. They're going to meet up for dinner later. He goes back to his hotel. He's like, what, what, "What's this package?" He's a bit he's a bit hesitant to open it. He needs to uh, calm his nerves with a drink before he's able to uh, mm. unwrap the packaging. <laughs> And open and up the attached, box. And what's attached, inside? Attached to the package is a note. Mm. What does the note say? It says, with our regrets, the associates. So I guess it must be a, I guess, cassette tape of, like, Club County or uh, one of the other hits. Club Country? What's it called? <laughs> yeah, my brain is fucking... 
<laughs> I know nothing about the band. Uh, they're a pop group. Uh, probably their best-known album was Sulk, which had two great albums. Club Country is the actual name of it, and Party. Oh, Fears actually, too. I do know that band. Yeah, yeah, I remember Club Country. I, I don't remember. I don't know why I was looking them up. Oh, because you told me about them actually, because you were reading that uh, Simon Reynolds book, right? Yes, yeah, so I was reading Rip It Up and Start Again by Simon Reynolds. It's a very good book that sort of surveys the uh, post-punk music landscape in Britain. Yeah, you and mentioned it, 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 them, and that's why I started looking them up, because I don't think I'd heard them by name, at least. Mm, they're pretty good band. Um, I, I can't even remember what they sounded like, but I did listen to some of it. But, uh, so, but the reason it would be a tragedy is because, obviously, this being the 1960s, cassette players weren't invented yet, so they wouldn't be able to play it. Should be a shame. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so there's a note saying, with our regrets, the associates, and uh, then what happens? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> well, should I, I was going to make a tasteless joke because one of the, the, like, one of the main guys with the associates died in a car crash, but I could, I could not do that. Hmm. Um, well, what's what in is box? in the box? What's, what's in the box? What's in the box? Did you guess what was in the box uh, the moment the box was handed to him? Because I did. Mm. <laughs> Uh, as did I. <laughs> uh, it is a finger seemingly plucked uh, from the uh, greasy and garlic stained hands of our uh, friend whose name, I guess he did, I don't, don't know. The, I don't think you ever learned his name, no. The, the guy, the, I don't, what was he, like a, it was just like a greasy, like, he was the bag. guy who had information about the arms deal. He wanted yes. to sell it to uh, Carr, thinking he was the yeah. assassin Morgan. Yes. But he was captured by Lissau, tortured, and uh, evidently had his one of his fingers removed. Defingered, yeah. Defingered, yeah. <laughs> the worst type of fingering. <laughs> and uh, can I just say, can I just say, so there's no, that's, that's the end of the chapter. There's, there's really nothing much to go into here. Mm, another another uh, unsubstantial one. I, honestly, like, on a, on a literary level, I found Chapter 11 more bankrupt mm. than this one, which is a, an amazing American tax joke for you for you guys. <laughs> so, what? Isn't that the thing? You, if you declare bankruptcy, you file Chapter 11, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Under sure, sure, sure. American sure. tax law. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, I was completely zoned out. I, I don't even know if I processed the words you were saying. <laughs> mm. Anyway, um, yes. but 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 I just want to say, like, all all Lissau has asked Brower to do is, hey, bring Carr to me. Don't kill him. Just bring him to me. Which so far uh, Brow has bungled at every turn. And now when he uh, <laughs> tracks Carr down again at this art gallery, in a secluded part of the country, we must we must say he gives him the finger of uh, the person he he had that meeting with in his hotel room. But why doesn't he just, like, take him? I don't know. It seems like it'd be the perfect opportunity, especially considering that, you know, again, like I said, it's a secluded place. There's no no real witnesses, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Because Lissau has not learned anything new. He didn't get any information out of the guy he tortured. All he got was a finger. So... That shouldn't have changed anything about his initial plan, which was, hey, can you bring that guy to me? Let's make sure he is who, who we think he is. Well, but, but presumably we saw uh, 
supply the you know Brower with the finger, right? So I know that's but that's why it makes no sense. I don't know what the hell is going on. Like <laughs> they're both incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with that. I, I'm, I can only assume, right, so the fact that he's introduced Anne into this novel and uh, developed this attachment between Carr and her, mm. can only assume that... You, you speculated that she was a, a spy, but I, I reckon she's involved somehow with Lissau's operation. Mm. Yeah, that could also be true. Perhaps an unwilling but participant. Like, I, I think she's like, she's like, you know, the... The daughter of the mob boss kind of character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's in the difficult situation, uh, kind of against her will, Mm. and that's why she's being very cagey about why she can't leave Khan and that sort of stuff. So she has. I don't think she's like a spy per se. I just think that she has got some bad uh, connections. Oh, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I can also see it coming uh, to light that my interpretation is correct, too. You son of a bitch. It's clear what role she's playing, which is like the, you know, the more, like, like you know, if the other girls at the stop were like the trash that Bond sleeps with typically, right? Yeah. This is like the main Bond girl who's a little more sophisticated and uh, intelligent than the typical woman that uh, Car bothers with, you know? Hmm. And I suspect she's been introduced to give uh, our hero some stakes in the matter, more so than his own life. Yeah, I can agree with that too. So I, I expect that she will be tortured or killed. <laughs> I I don't think she's going to die. I think that uh, perhaps I, I could see her being tortured. I reckon she'll be tortured or I'm like hoping... about to be tortured or something. I'm hoping that car gets tortured. That'd be great. <laughs> Mm. Um, will it happen? I don't know. But that would be nice. I'd like to see that happen. Alright, uh, I think that's it, right? <laughs> that's it. <laughs>